Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 183. Today, we're going to be celebrating student innovation, and we're going to be talking to three amazing guests about something called the Conrad Challenge, which is helping students to really be all that they can be and strive for greatness. I can't wait to have everybody come on today and show you this. Of course, before we get into our conversation, I want to remind you that there's several great things happening in TeacherCast. We want to hear from you and learn how your school district is going this year. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And we love it when you leave us emails over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. We want to hear from you guys what's happening in your classroom, what is going on this school year. We want to know. My first guest is Nancy Conrad, an amazing Amazing, amazing lady that's going to be talking to us today all about the Conrad Challenge. Nancy, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm great, Jim. How are you? I am so fantastic. It is so nice to have you here. Talk to us a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about the Conrad Challenge. Sure. Uh, This is our 12th year of the Conrad Challenge. And what we do essentially is combine innovation, education, and entrepreneurship and we invite our students, our high schoolers, 13 to 18, uh, that work in teams, two to five in a team, and we ask them basically to design the future, so to create commercially viable products to solve global and local challenges. Now, you said that this is the 12th year of the Conrad Challenge. I also know that you used to be an educator. I, uh, I never like no. saying used to be. You are yeah. an educator, right? There is no past tense. It's like being a spy, Jeff. If you're a spy, you're always a spy. If you're a teacher, <laughs> you are always a teacher. Yeah, I've been around education a very long time. How, how did this whole thing start 12 years ago? Well, uh, let's see. My late husband was killed in 1999, and uh, it took me several years to come up for air. And when I came up for air, I looked at his story and uh, my passion for reimagining education, and I pulled those two pieces together, and voila, Conrad Challenge. Um, and we, we just launched, you know. I tell everybody I used to be tall, thin, and blonde. And uh, of course, now I'm five foot one. It's a lot of work what we do, um, but it just really seemed to make perfect sense to take the legacy of, of my husband Pete um, and combine it with my passion to really transform education to focus on the consumer, the student. And in order to make this challenge happen, you are partnering this year and in the past couple of years with the United States Navy. Now, we happen yes. to have a representative from the Navy. I want to bring on IS, ITS1, Will Johnson. Will, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I am fantastic, sir. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for your service to the country. Talk to us a little bit about yourself and what is going on these days in the U.S. Navy. <clears throat> Well, a little bit about myself is uh, originally I'm from uh, the little town called Hebron, Kentucky, outside of Cincinnati. Uh, from there, I waited about a year after I graduated high school, went to join the Navy, went submarines, uh, did two tours on submarines. Now I'm recruiting in the world's greatest Navy. All right. I got to I, I got to ask the question here because this is what everyone in their in their cars listening to this. What is it like <laughs> to live on a submarine? 
living on a submarine is really repetitive. You like wake up and you work for about eight hours a day, stand and watch. Then you have eight hours of just maintenance and time to just hang out with your shipmates. And then you have eight hours of sleep. And then you do it all over again the next day. <laughs> that that's pretty awesome. But talk to us about you know what, what's going on here. The the Navy is is working right now with the Conrad Challenge. Why is it important for the Conrad Challenge and the Navy to be working together? Uh, good question, Jeff. So uh, let me give you a little bit of backstory. So uh, my husband Pete had a little problem reading and spelling, and uh, of course they just hadn't invented dyslexia yet, <laughs> so they thought he was stupid. And they threw him out of this uh, very prestigious school. His mom took him to a little school in upstate New York. And the headmaster saw something in this young man and took him under his wing. Well, Pete was learning how to fly about that same time. And he ended up with a scholarship to Princeton, compliments of the Navy and Princeton. He was an NROTC scholar. So the... uh, the intersection of the Navy and the Conrad family is a very close connection. What I will, will share with you is the, the rest of that story is that uh, Pete went on to become an aeronautical engineer. Any idea why? Don't have to read or spell, and he liked to fly. <laughs> and so he became a test pilot, and then when President Kennedy asked for a few good men to go to the moon, Pete liked to fly. So he ended up with four flights in space and nailed a pinpoint landing on the moon on Apollo 12. He was the third guy to walk on the moon, and then he flew Skylab, which was our first space station, damaged at launch. He rescued the lab, and then he was awarded a Congressional Space Medal of Honor for that rescue. So it was a story of a young naval aviator, really. I want to bring on today somebody who has gone through the Conrad Challenge. I want to bring on Ankush Madan. Ankush, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Thank you so much for being here today. Now, you have gone through the, the, the Conrad Challenge here. Talk to us a little bit about it, and what were your experiences like? Yeah, you know, first of all, Will, I, I got to say, uh, you know, I used I built a Lego submarine once, and I think it was to scale. So I'm thinking about how how confined those are, and I got to say, I'm impressed. You're killing it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jeff, you know, the Conrad Challenge was a really, really important um, stepping stone for me in my career because, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in Asheboro, North Carolina, and my, you know, I was on a path to go to college and do all these things. And I did end up, of course, going to college. But the thing for me was that I had had very little exposure to entrepreneurship before the Conrad Challenge. And being exposed to the Conrad Challenge, you know, having the opportunity to take uh, fundamental research and thinking, okay, you know what, how do we take this and apply it to a real world problem? That was something that really, that was my first exposure. And it's launched me on a career of entrepreneurship. I consider myself an entrepreneur today, and you know, once that bug bites, it never really stops. You know, I'm going, I'm going to plan to solve problems and build companies and build businesses the rest of my life. And you know, the Conrad Challenge was a big, big uh, launching point for me to be able to do that. Now, you did the challenge in 2010, and you were a finalist mm-hmm. in the renewable energy category. Talk to us a little bit about your submission. Yeah. So, <laughs> the the product that we came up with. Is this is gonna okay? 
this is going to sound crazy, but we made a, a product called the pterodactyl. It's, it's a long, really complicated acronym, but basically it was a piezoelectric wave attenuator that oscillates and generates electricity from the movement of waves. Good. So to break that down, <laughs> uh, basically, <laughs> basically just to really simplify it is it's a ball and it floats on the water. It's like a buoy. It goes up and down. And inside there are these things called piezoelectric crystals. And when you induce stress on piezoelectric crystals, you get a voltage difference, which you can then convert into electricity. So the vision that we had was coastal homeowners, you know, after catastrophes like we had in Puerto Rico last year, um, you know, that hadn't happened yet, but there are, are cases where it's really helpful to have some sort of modular source of power that anyone on the coast can instantly have access to and scale to their needs. So that was the original problem that we worked to solve, and the pterodactyl was uh, what we came up with. Now, Nancy, as you're going through and you're seeing these young entrepreneurs, and obviously Ankush has now grown into an adult, he's starting his own companies and his own businesses, what is that like to be able to say, we started something and now look at where this has gone with all of these amazing young adults? You know, I almost feel like the mother of thousands of children. Uh, I do, because all of these kids stay with us. They become part of our alumni. They come back to our summit. Uh, let me explain to you what summit is. It's the it's the top of the top. The, the students, the teens that get into the finals get an invitation to come to our innovation summit, which we host at uh, Kennedy Space Center. And we've always worked at a NASA facility. I think I guess you were at NASA Ames, if memory serves you. Mm -hmm. And um, this is, I think of it as like Shark Tank meets the Academy Awards for students. It's really quite amazing. Mm -hmm. um, these kids present in real time in front of judges. Uh, the judges come from government, industry, academia, from the CIA, from NASA, from Nokia Bell Labs, from the Navy. We've even had a co-founder of Match.com as one of our judges. Um, and they present and they pitch and they really learn how to, to be in front of an audience, to talk about their product ideas, and to be part of a young community of innovators. And these students stay with us. They, you know, it's not a one and done. They're, they're with us for many years as Ankesh and, and many of the other students who participate in our alumni. And they, in fact, host our Innovation Summit. The other piece that they do, and Ankesh, I'll ask you to speak to some of the things that the alumni do because I think it's fascinating. This year they're going to be offering their help and services to the students that will be coming into this year's competition. Uh, as subject matter experts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, just to uh, piggyback on that a little bit, what, as a lot, clearly, you know, I, I participated in the competition in 2008. Um, it's, it's one of those things where once you've seen what you can do, you can't, you're not content with just doing that, you know, doing whatever you're doing. You want to do more, you want to be more. And, you know, I, I ended up uh, interning at NASA during college and you know it's eight years later but all, the way we see it on the and i'm one of the members of the alumni leadership council for conrad, the conrad challenge and the way we see it is that you know the, the challenge has been around for 12 years now and people who took part in the challenge eight years ago nine years ago five years ago even last year are subject matter experts in whatever they did 
we have I'm a material scientist by training. We have aerospace people. We have people who know energy policy. You know, we have this alumni network now that has subject matter expertise in a variety of different verticals and industries. So if we can figure out how to map the the students who are now working on solving their own generation of problems with people who have either done it before or who are doing it now, you know, I think there's a lot of value to be gained by having that sort of mentorship uh, throughout this year and the years to come. So let's take a moment here and kind of step backwards here because we've been talking about everything literally under the sun here and and will under the water but we're talking here about the conrad challenge you can find that more information here at conradchallenge.org uh, you can find them of course on twitter at conrad challenge facebook.com slash conrad challenge now you know nancy as far as we go here we are looking to have student teams of what three to five people two to five two to five five people here or so and registration for these teams closes on friday october 19th talk to us a little bit about the application process what are you looking for what do teams have to do to apply for this so the teams uh form the students usually form their own teams they decide what category they want to work in There are six categories this year. Our four traditional categories of aerospace, energy, cyber, health. We're also working with this foundation for a smoke-free world. So students can come up with technologies and systems to for kids to not even ever start smoking and also to help farmers repurpose their crops, particularly in Africa, because tobacco is going to become extinct. And we are also working with smart technologies and inviting the students to create systems for uh, use in classrooms using technology. So our kids will be doing ed tech essentially. It's pretty cool. Um, So they decide which category they want to be in. They choose their teams. They have to have a coach. That's an adult. uh, That's anyone over 18. It could be actually a college student, uh, could be a a parent, could be an after-school program, a teacher, um, any adult will suffice. And then they enter the competition by answering four questions, register on the internet, everything is online. Uh, They register on the internet, answer four questions to a one-minute video, which is super fun, and they're in. And so that first deadline is October 19th, so... Kind of think about what you want to solve. And, and again, you know, for all, all these inf- all, all these links here, guys, you know, www.conradchallenge.org. The deadline for teams is October 19th at midnight. And again, just to kind of go over these categories here, we have aerospace and aviation, cyber technology and security, energy and environment, health and nutrition. And then we have the two special categories, smoke-free world, sponsored by the Foundation for a Smoke-Free World. And another special category here, transform. Forming Education Through Technology, which is sponsored by Smart Technologies. Now, the cool part here is when we bring Will back here. Will, what is the end here? Okay, obviously, you know, at the end of this, there is a big event that happens on April 24th through the 27th at the Kennedy Space Center. But the Navy gets involved with the finals here. What does what do the winner, uh, the winning teams get? So our big thing is the Gemini Award, which is presented by the um, it's presented by us, the America's Navy, for distinguished innovation and spirit of Captain Pete Conrad, and it's given to the team with the be- that demonstrates the Navy's characteristic of teamwork, innovation, and hard work. 
That's our big one. And we've been doing that for the last three years, I want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as mm-hmm. far as the entries here, okay, I know here that it's students 13 through 18. What are you looking for with all of this stuff? Maybe we can bring Ankush back in here. Like when you're looking at, at, at teams who are 13 and 14 years old, what kind of what kind of projects are you seeing from our young entrepreneurs, our young innovators? So we've seen everything from a water purification system that can solve what's if you have no nothing going on with like flooding and rescuing people, which would be really important right now. Um, it's, uh, new technologies for use in the International Space Station. We've had students who created a nutrition bar that went to space on STS-134. We've had students create uh, a device to stop hand tremors, uh, a diagnostic for diabetic retinopathy, um, Wow, I mean, I could just go on for hours and hours. Let me, let me see, I have some written down here because I had to think about this. Um, oh, a, a rehabilitative medical device to improve joint health. Hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so that's just a few. There are thousands of these, John. And, and the neat part about this, and, and I know you have this a couple different places here on the website, but any all the teams own their IPs. Like after yes. they present this yes. to you, if yeah. they want to go turn this into a full business, if they want to take this concept so, and run with it, that's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. The fact that you can sit there and, and, and really grow this out. Ankers, what happened to you and your team after after 2010? What happened? Did, did you see it to fruition? What, what was the ending there? Yeah, you know, with uh, with the pterodactyl project or the product that we had developed, we ended up, uh, we got a lot of really, really frank feedback from the judges. And it was helpful for us to, once the competition was over, you know, I, I do want to emphasize that competition is just the beginning, right? A lot of the teams will end up taking these concepts forward into products. For us, we, after we really started looking into it, we realized that there were some technical challenges associated with the product that just meant that it was pretty difficult at the time to move forwards. Uh, really, that piezoelectric crystals, while really good for generating electricity in some instances, it just wouldn't have quite made sense to commercialize. So, you know, while we didn't end up taking that project forwards, the three of us from the, the team, original team, uh, two of us have started companies, and the third person, you know, works at a startup. So we've taken that, uh, I'd say, mindset forwards to develop other products and launch other businesses. The most important part of this experience is, I call it to get kids juiced, to get them in a place where they understand how to think and how to learn and how to take a risk and how to have leadership skills and how to collaborate and how to communicate. Those are the most important parts for us um, Pete used to always say what was important was what was lighting your candle. And so we just want to get these kids, I think like I'm Willy Wonka in a juice factory, you know, I just want to get these kids jazzed about learning. And once you learn how to learn, you can do just about anything you want. Um, let me just share a little piece with you. We. We created a framework so students and teachers could understand how to do innovation and entrepreneurship. And so we've been, you know, all our lives we think about, well, there's inside the box and there's outside the box. We have a no box mindset. So you can create anything you want, you own it, and it's opened your mind to the opportunity that you 
can do anything you set your mind to. That's the most important part of what we do. I love this idea that there is no box. The idea that, no as you said, anything that you want. And another thing that I want people out there listening and watching this to get is that this competition for the last 12 years has been opened up to more than 70 different countries. Yeah. That's and all amazing. 50, yeah, all 50 states as well. And, you know, there's no socioeconomic or um, geographic and sometimes kids will collaborate across countries, they'll, they'll collaborate across states, across schools. Uh, it's up to the students who they want to work with. So it's really pretty cool. Sometimes we get multiple countries in one team. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, a, it's the power of, of social media and digital media these days. Exactly. Now, when, when somebody puts together their final product, what what step of completion are you looking for? I mean, if somebody so, comes up with a fantastic idea, but clearly they don't have the funds to go and... Oh, it, it's not about that. So what our competition is about is about creating the innovative mindset and helping these students to understand no-box thinking. And it's a funneled competition. It all happens on the Internet. On the backside are judges and subject matter experts who can help. And the students do a business plan, a market study, and a visual representation of their product idea. Most of them go to prototype. Um, and then when they get into the place where they're being considered as finalists, that's when the going gets, gets really interesting. And the ones that come to Summit are really at the top of their game in terms of uh, what their product idea is. I mean, we're not looking for t-shirts and teacups. We're looking for stuff that can really matter and has social impact. Now, again, the finals here are going to be taking place April 24th through the 27th. Could you talk to us a little bit about what does that three-day experience look like for the kids? Um, Akish, how about you describe it? It's incredible. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you, you get there. It's, it's, on, it's at NASA's campus. You know, I did it at NASA Ames Research Center in California. Um, nowadays, it's at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. But... You know, so I was there this past year as uh, a member of the Alumni Leadership Council. And, you know, I was just just as, as much as the kids, I was blown away because we walked in. And one of the first things you do is you have the, this first talk. They tell you a little bit about the challenge, welcome everyone. And then you walk out and you we had dinner underneath the space shuttle, one of the space shuttles. And that's just, that's one of those experiences where, you are for the rest of your time there you are hype <laughs> you know you are trying to think of you're trying to do everything you can you're trying to meet the, everyone you can uh you're you know meeting people from all over the world people from there are a couple of i think teams from india there were, there was a team from china a couple of teams from australia this year so you're having a chance to meet students from all over the world who've been working for five six months on these product concepts that they've poured hours and you know hundreds of hours of time into it's 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 a pretty magical experience and that was the same case for us even eight years ago and what's it like to work with and meet other you know your, your peers i mean okay meeting the astronauts is awesome but meeting other 21 18 13 year olds that are doing this it, it, that's got to be awesome to say look i've got this drive but to be an entrepreneur to be an innovator and i'm not alone here's somebody else that has like interest in me 
it, it makes a big difference. You know, that that's, I think uh, a lot of the, a lot of these kids are coming from areas or the nice thing about having an, a competition or having something that's completely online to begin with is that you can be anywhere. You can be anywhere. You can be in any school district. You don't, uh, you can have, as long as you have access to an adult or mentor who's willing to mentor you, it doesn't matter where your, um, you know, how in, let's say, how developed your school programs are with regards to entrepreneurship innovation. You can take part in the program. And then when you get there, you see people who come from all different walks of life, you know, people who may have taken statistics classes or engineering classes. And then there are other people who are, I think, you know, Nancy, maybe you want to talk a little bit about the, some of the younger teams from middle school who came to the event. But I think the, the common theme is that regardless of where the teams are coming from, where they, uh, what the, the ideas that they're working on, everyone is, you know, applying this, this no box thinking mindset and also just putting a lot of time and effort into solving some sort of problem that's important to them. And that's, that's just an inspiring group of people to be around. Well, in the very first day of Instra, we start to see these students meet each other and work together. We, we plan a session for them to integrate with each other and to problem solve uh, in a very quick format and they can't sit with anybody they know because that would be boring so they begin to mingle and almost immediately they become a community of young innovators and entrepreneurs they carry business cards oh, one of our judges a couple of years ago he said i've never had a 13 year old hand me a business card in my life <laughs> so they're very impressive they're very um self-aware and self-assured I had a call from a head of admissions at a university, and he said to me, I just had to call you. I have never seen college entrance uh, applications like the ones that come out of the Conrad Challenge. And my belief is that's because these are students that know how to present themselves and know how to speak and know how to be leaders and communicators. That's pretty awesome, right? That we're that we're sitting here working with these amazing young adults. Um, of course, today we're talking up about the Conrad Challenge. You can find more information about it over at conradchallenge.org. Well, I want to bring you back in here now. When we're looking at these young people, 13 through 18 years old, they're entrepreneurs. They're very, very high tech. They're very, very forward thinking. What kind of careers could these young individuals have in groups, or you know, let's just say in the military? What 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 in the Navy is available? For people like Ankush, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff that the Navy offers. We really do offer a lot of things, and with the um, think the careers path that I would suggest for any of the students involved is either the nuclear engineering program that we have. I also would look at a missile technician, which works with the ballistic missile systems. Uh, there is also the IT rate, the information system technician, because they would be working with the network and cybersecurity in that case for the submarines and ships in the Navy. We also have anywhere from people who were we have engine men and machinist mates. They work on diesel engines. We have people who also work on um, hydraulic systems and things like that. So if you're really heavily mechanically inclined, then those are some of the jobs that you would be a good fit for us. Also, we really, really, really need people 
to be able to think outside of the box. But there is no like, box. I not trust that. <laughs> Everybody in the car just jumped at that one too. No box. No thinking outside the submarine. No oh, no, the you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Nancy, what, I, I want to just ask a couple of questions here, and then you know I, I want to talk about, again, how people can get involved here. The relationship that the Conrad Challenge has with NASA, what does that mean to you personally, being um, Pete's Witter? Um, so NASA has been our partner since day one, um, and we've always held our summit at a NASA field center, whether it was Ames or Johnson Space Center, now Kennedy Space Center has become our home. Um, you know, the opportunities that our students have to avail themselves in internships and some of the other NASA programs, not to mention they get to hang out with some astronauts and see what's going on down at Kennedy Space Center. Blue Origins just built a huge, beautiful building. Last year we had one of our speakers was uh, from Blue. Uh, SpaceX is down there. You know, the next generation of vehicles is being born at Kennedy Space Center. So students get a, a kind of a peek behind the tent of what's going on in space. And, you know, space is happening again, and it's really very exciting. And by the way, Pete was at the cutting edge of that. Uh, in the mid-90s, he started companies working in commercial space. Uh, it's now the 25th anniversary of the DCX. And if you don't know about the DCX, check it out. It was a Delta Clipper experimental, flew out of White Sands Missile Range. And that was really the birthplace of the commercialization of space. Mm -hmm. So what Branson, Musk, and Bezos are doing today stands on Pete's shoulders. Um, the other funny. piece I want to share with you <laughs> is that we are coming up on the 50th anniversary of the so if you check back in with us in a couple of weeks, we'll have a major announcement for you about what we're going to do. And it's going to be quite amazing. I'm looking forward to doing all of that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it will be a, an extra... Um, out of this world opportunity. So, Ankush, let me bring you in here because you've obviously been a part of the Conrad Challenge, not only as a participant, as a student, but now you're helping it behind the scenes. Where do you want to see the Conrad Challenge go in the future for our youngest of innovators? That's a great question. I, you know, I think uh, even this past year, having a chance to go to the competition, I think we're already seeing students take part at younger and younger ages. You know, when I took part in the competition in 2010, uh, primarily the groups were sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school. This time we had groups from middle school who were participating and not just participating, but, you know, winning. And they've come to the, the, this national stage. I want to see more and more teams get involved from a younger age. I want to see, uh, you know, as we get, as these teams get access to more prototyping resources like 3D printers and have access to resource or mentors through the Alumni Leadership Council and through the, you know, the Conrad Network, I want to see, I want to have teams uh, come to the Conrad Challenge, but have absolutely no, you know, anything that they could possibly ever want on the lead up to the, the challenge should be provided by the challenge. We should, any type of resources that they could ever need or want I want to make sure that it's available for them. 
And I think that's going, what we're going to see as a result of that are vastly improved you know, submissions. We're going to see more people, more teams take these concepts forward past the challenge. And uh, I think, you know, we'll see, uh, I think we'll see a future where there are, it's, it's one of those things where you can say, oh yeah, that's just another one of those Conrad entrepreneurs who just did something amazing, right? And every, I want, I think it can be in a household name where everyone knows, oh, this cool thing that just came out by these young entrepreneurs was part of, or is part of the Conrad family. So, so Nancy, you've just heard one of those Conrad entrepreneurs talk about what they want. What does yeah. the Conrad Foundation want to see in 10 years? So what I thought, you know, I, I want to remind us of something. When President Kennedy announced the moonshot, kids were in high school who 10 years later were running mission control. So think about that. And, and I look at Amkesh and, and some of the kids that have gone through the program who are now actively involved in, in designing the future. That's massive. Um, I'd love to see team, more and more teams working across countries because that's when education can start to become diplomacy. Um, I think that would be a really great um, part of what, what we can do in the future. Um, I, I want to share a stunning story with you, Joe. We have multiple partners that we work with because we're very collaborative. Um, you know, it took 400,000 people, men and women, that helped Pete and the other guys get to the moon. So we work with a lot of different organizations, which is kind of rare in the world of not-for-profits. So one of our partners hosted a um, conference in New York in July. And the opening night was on the floor of the United Nations in the UN. And one of our students came over from Nigeria, and he stood there on the floor of the UN, and he stood up and he said, uh, he introduced himself, and, and he said, I'm from Nigeria, and this is my first time in New York City, and they started applauding right away. And then he said, I was a prisoner and you could have dropped a pin. He said, I was a prisoner of my own mind. I didn't know I could do things until I found out about the Conrad Challenge and no box thinking. Well, they just ate this kid up. He got a standing ovation. Now, can you imagine coming from Nigeria, you're standing on the floor of the UN and you get a standing O. Holy smoly. I mean, that pretty much rocked the world. Um, that's the kind of opportunity because as these students go through our program, winning's the beginning. They get to go to the White House. They've had, they've had products. They've done speaking gigs at major events. They get memberships into uh, scientific societies. There's multiple opportunities that happen for these students. You know, uh, they get to connect with world-level innovators and entrepreneurs and leaders in industry, government, and academia. I mean, what else could you want? It's a candy store. So, of course, we're talking here again to the Conrad Challenge. You can find all the information over at conradchallenge.org. We've talked about all the great things. We've talked about what it can do. we talked about why it's important to be an entrepreneur. But I want to bring up one of the coolest things here. Will, talk to us a little bit about one more thing that we haven't yet mentioned that is a, uh, a special perk from our friends at the U.S. Navy. All right. Well, uh, we have a couple of different programs that actually – 
pay for students to go to college. While they're in college, it's kind of seen as a scholarship worth $180,000. And it's, it, you go through college, you do ROTC uh, drilling, it's called the NROTC program. Now with that, it's only specific colleges. If you go to NROTC's website, uh, Google it, it's the first link. Uh, they will uh, show you a list of schools that is accepted. Now, uh, after you get through your college, you go into the Navy and you're automatically an officer so you will be leading all the other, and you will be leading the enlisted in. So they'll be the enlisted to do all the work, and you're behind the scenes, thinking outside not of not the box. <laughs> Don't go just, there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just you're just leading the men and women of the Navy, and just. That's where it's at. That, well, uh, that's and awesome. that's how, you know, that's how Pete Conrad went to Princeton and became a naval aviator and got his moonshot. So, and that's the other thing that I want to kind of talk about for just a second, Jeff. I mean, you know, an educator took Pete under his wing and Pete got a moonshot. So we want to take our students under our wing and give them their moonshot. That's awesome. I, I, I love that. Um, guys, first of all, th thank you all for coming on the show today. This certainly won't be the last time we have everybody on here. Um, I, I want you guys, even if you don't have students that are interested, please go over to conradchallenge.org and check all this stuff out. Um, Will, I want to I start to wrap up here with you. Any last words of advice that you guys might have as a Navy for any, any student out there that's even interested in, in applying for this? Really, just just do it. The worst thing that could happen is you not get accepted. But if you don't try, you're not going to get accepted. So just go out there, try, do your best, and I'm sure it will be good enough to even get accepted in. Ankush, any last words of advice? And by the way, how does anybody? For, let's go back for a second here. Will, how do people get a, a hold of you? How do how do we get more information about the U.S. Navy? Right, so. Um, <laughs> So I'm actually, I am a uh, social media recruiter. I'm the first social media recruiter for the entire Navy. So I work mainly on Instagram and my handle is at the underscore USN underscore recruiter. That's me. I'm on um, mainly on Instagram and you can just follow me on there. If you have any questions, I'll answer them. I don't take long to answer. I'm Chris. What about you? Any, any words of advice for your fellow entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, I think you know for the for the students that are applying and for anyone who gets involved in the Conrad Challenge, you know it's it's a community and it's a family. There are uh, I keep in touch with a lot of the alumni today, and I think the biggest thing that the Conrad Challenge brought me is that I built this framework to be able to evaluate problems and think about how to solve them. And that's something, you know, I've had the opportunity to start a company. I evaluate companies now for investment. And, you know, that's a, that's a framework that I will use throughout the rest of my life. So really, I, I saw that, I, I would say that the Conrad Challenge is just the beginning to this lifelong journey of entrepreneurship and problem solving. You know, Nancy, 12 years ago when you started the Conrad Challenge, did you ever think that it would grow into this and, and be able to reach 
literally millions of students all around the world. This is this is an awesome opportunity. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah, and and I think you know it's fun. Uh, you can hear it in in Ankush's voice. I mean, this is fun. This is where you begin to understand your own potential, and you know. Um, that's great fun, and and becoming your authentic self is probably one of the best rides you will ever have. I, I mean, I was listening to those. You know, again, I, I've got four year olds running around the house. <laughs> I, I want them to have dinner under the space shuttle. That is well, an awesome experience, right it's there. Amazing. It's amazing. It's so awe inspiring when you go in and you see this, and it's the um, Atlantis. And they've done a presentation. A lot of everybody kind of falls to their knees from this presentation. I've seen people just burst into tears. It's so powerful and so impacting. And here we are, this whole family of young innovators and entrepreneurs and alumni and subject matter experts and our our sponsors and partners. And it's it's just the only way to say it to you is it's an Academy Awards. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for your time and your dedication to this program, to education. As you said, we're always going to be educators here. I will give you the last word here. And what advice do you have for anybody that's out there thinking about this and, and interested in signing up for the Conrad Challenge? Well, don't think about it. Just do it. (laughs) <laughs> if we sit around thinking about stuff all the time, nothing will ever happen. I tell people, Jeff, I don't have a PhD, but I have a GSD. I get stuff done. So you better earn a GSD with us. <laughs> I, I think we have a new subtitle for this show. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for being on this show. We want to hear from you guys. If you're if you're going to get, go to over there, ConradChallenge.org, register today. Um, you can do all that stuff uh, before October 19th at midnight. The finals again are over on April 24th through 27th. And guys, look, if you're on social media right now, follow them on Twitter at ConradChallenge or go over to Facebook at Facebook.com slash ConradChallenge. Check this program out. It is absolutely amazing and I want to have York students be a part of that if you have any questions you can of course reach out to us over on Twitter at TeacherCast leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail and of course email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net we would love to get some feedback on this show and all of our shows we love having you guys here as a part of the TeacherCast family and thank you so much for making TeacherCast your home for professional development on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast educational network my name is Jeff Bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.